All right, folks, we are back with an emergency edition of the Red and White Podcast. I'm your host, Evan, here with Will. Will, we've got something to talk about. It's been the hot topic basically since the weight game, but it's something we're always talking about. Cover 3 did their mailbag, and they had a good question about NC State, which from a guy named Jonathan. Jonathan, the way you phrased that question, I'm going to guess you're a listener of this podcast because there's a lot of points in there that sounded like things that we made. So good on you for asking the question. I thought you worded it very well, and it sparked a good conversation. So I'm going to go ahead and play this clip. It's about five minutes long, and then Will and I are going to talk about it because I think there's some things in there that you know we want to address. Here but we go. Before you hit the play, I would just say, is this an emergency podcast or just a passion podcast? Well, it's a passion. It's not really an emergency. Emergency would be just... like firing. We need to have a, a tiered structure here. Sorry, all right, I, I won't put the headlight icons in the podcast description. I'll put something else in there, like, I don't know, fire or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, here we go. Had a ton of NC State questions this week. Um, they came in through DMs to Tom. They came in the actual uh, mailbag. They are being peppered from all over the place. So uh, I'm gonna, this one sort of encapsulates uh, a lot of the NC State conversation uh, and I want to make sure we get this in here so that all of you can can be able to uh, to hear it all the people who ask questions guys I absolutely love the show and listen every week I started listening at the start of COVID lockdown as an escape from all the bad news I love the mix of personalities uh, unbiased analysis except Danny lol laughs and all the occasional passionate argument keep up the good work so about NC State there's been a feeling among some of the fan base that we've missed our breakthrough window. This was supposed to be Dave Doran's best roster. It probably has less top-end talent than the 2017 team with its 11 draft picks, including Bradley Chubb, Naheem Hines, etc., but better quality depth. After several close calls under Doran, we finally got over the hump against an admittedly subpar Clemson. But hey, we finally slayed the Tigers. We lost in Starkville against a solid Bulldog team, but that was our first true road test in front of a real crowd in two years and a non-conference game at that. Then we stubbed our toe against a mediocre Miami team. Then last Saturday night, despite having our Atlantic Division destiny in our control, we lost to Wake Forest. Yes, this is a very good Wake team, and we've lost several key starters to injury, but the season now seems like a missed opportunity. Our last ACC football championship was in 1979. Per Joe Giglio, we remain one of only four Power 5 programs to never win or tie for a division title since 2000, the others being Kentucky, Vanderbilt, and Indiana. Absent a miracle, it leaves us with another solid but unexceptional 7-9 to win under Dave Doran. Yet this is another season with no division or conference title in a wide-open 2021 ACC that won't stay that way for long. I think the typical NC State fan is happy with seven to eight win seasons and putting a few guys in the league so long as we win our share against UNC and have the very occasional shot at a division title when the opportunity presents itself. What should NC State fans think about this? Should we be happy to be an above average Power 5 program or should we be disappointed that we likely missed our chance to break through this year? Thanks again and go pack, Jonathan. Well, NC State boys, 
<laughs> I mean, look, I was very high on this team coming into this year. I think you can be both. You can be disappointed that you didn't take advantage of this window because you didn't, right? You, you, you should have beaten Miami. You, you should have probably beaten Mississippi State, and and you didn't. You, know, you have a lot of talent, especially on offense. You don't seem to score quite as many points as that talent suggests you probably should. Uh, also, those team names that you read off, Kentucky, Indiana, Vanderbilt, what's the common thread here? They all play in divisions where you have several programs who are you know, better than you historically and, and currently. Uh, problem here is it's very easy to look at this year and say, damn, like Clemson was down, Florida State was down, and we lost this damn division to Wake? Really? Like that? Yeah, that does suck. I, I don't like to be the guy that's like, hey, you guys shouldn't have expectations, you know, of greatness once in a while. Is it? I think it's kind of crazy to think NC State should compete regularly for the division. But I'm sure it's a bummer for their fans that they have not actually, you know, gone and, and finished the thing at least one time. Do you guys know how many double-digit win years they've had? Like Zero, right? 51. You know the oh. quarterback was? Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. Rivers. Like, barring some generational-type quarterback that you get, that's probably the reality of where you are. Like, eight and nine wins every year. Maybe you catch magic and you get 10, you get an ACC championship. And I hate saying like, like, but barring a big, massive shift, like, again, like you're talking about salary cap or some sort of cap on four and five stars, and then all of a sudden you get to it's things that aren't likely to happen. I'll say this. I think the perception of your program is better than it is at Kentucky, Vanderbilt, and those other teams, Indiana. Like, I think yeah. that's good. And I think you're more consistent. They're down years. I think they're worse than your down years. So I don't know. Like, even if you tried to go out and swing for the fences of a head coach, like I think Dave Doran's doing a great job there. But I, I just I think what you are is kind of what you are. And I hate to even say that because you don't want people to just be complacent. I got a buddy of mine who went to NC State and he always texts me during games. And, you know, I just I just think it's kind of what you are. You know, maybe you get capture magic again and you get to 11. I just don't know if it's going to happen. I mean, if there is if there's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, it's that maybe next time you do have that season where you get to 10 or 11 wins, you find yourself with an at-large berth. Oh, an expanded playoff totally mm -hmm. changes it. Don't, don't, sure. yeah. Like don't, uh, don't take this program for which I think, yeah, seven to nine wins, but also that NFL, um, the NFL draft number speaks right to player development speaks to the program that you've got and the way that it is changing the way that players have from a, a physical standpoint and also from the skill standpoint, you are teaching the game. You are developing players into pros. Don't bail on that when being able to be the second best team in the ACC Atlantic might be good enough to make it into to the new college football playoff. I also totally understand the hurt because that game against wake, like, the Instant Reaction podcast is very tough on us when it comes to all of the 7 and 8 o'clock games. It's just mm -hmm. it's really tough to be watching all of it and also process information as we sit here and the lights go on. I got all of the first half. I didn't get much of the second half. I reviewed that game, and it was the old – I mean, you. it was the old drill or the old um, – like basketball for me, I think of it as a basketball drill. I'm sure it's a football drill too, but you've all got numbers on each side and the ball's in the middle 
and we call threes. And the threes from each side are just going to sprint to the ball and try to see who can get possession. And the division was right there. Like NC State and Wake Forest were standing on opposite lines. They called the number, and they both were scrapping for it. And Wake came out on top. And if you're an NC State fan, having already come up with all of these answers, we lose our All-American linebacker. We learned the team. We lose the team captain who stepped in after him. We had the loss that we thought derailed our season. Then we didn't derail our season. Like you have had an emotional journey. And then to feel like you just got out scrapped and to be very, very um, basic by Wake. I mean, you just think about like an NC State fan, right? You're like, wait, we got out scrapped and out fought. By Wake, I understand why that's incre- why there's so much hurt right now. But in terms of your expectations, I, I think that Tom brings up a great point. Being what you are might be good enough for the national kind of recognition that you'd be looking for that could come with that division title or that national championship. It's one of the reasons why they, we want to expand the playoff is to keep those 30 to 35 programs interested all the way until the end. All right, so there's a lot to unpack there. There's a lot of comments that that make a lot of sense, but I want to start with the first one from the questioner. Are you know should we be happy with seven to eight wins? Honestly, if any state fan tells me they're happy with a seven win season, like if that's where we're at mentality, then I'm out because that is not anything that I'm interested in. Like seven wins is. Average at best. Right? So how can that be your goal ever? I think is... It shouldn't be, right? And where I'm going to talk about in the rest of it is kind of where Danny was. Eight and nine wins. right? That's kind of where he was framing that conversation. I think there's a, there's a very big difference between eight and nine and seven and eight, even though they overlap, obviously. Right? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we're at the inflection point right now where you figure out how good the staff is. And if this staff ends this season with this group at seven and five, it's not acceptable. Not in my opinion. If they end at nine and three, then you say they're pretty good. Yeah. We missed these opportunities. Yeah. We've got some things to fix some certain decision-making items to fix. Maybe some personnel decisions to fix. But let me let me ask you this though. Oh, okay. So, one of the first things that they mentioned and was in the question: Are you happy to just be above average? No. Like <clears throat> I think we've said this before. I say I'll say it again. You should be striving for greatness, and you're not going to get it every time. But. This is the first year it truly felt like we were in the hunt and we lost it. I know people want to point back to the 20, what was it, 17, 2018 team that mm-hmm. technically, if they beat Clemson, would have had their control. But, you know, they never beat Clemson. And so they never had that control element like they did this year. So this is the first time in nine years we have even been close to what I would say is like the metric you are targeting which is to try and win championships. I'm not here to invest my time and energy to be beating four teams in conference and being happy. Like that's just, especially with this conference where there's really only one or two really good teams that you usually face anyways, or maybe three in our case. So no, I'm not satisfied with average seven and eight wins. 
Yeah, and I don't get that mentality that people who are. Right? There's been a lot of conversations about you know how state fans are crazy because they want more. Right? And we had this conversation a couple times over the last week. But I'm reading it and then like I'm reading it in places, I'm reading co- people's conversations with you know, state Dave's going to build a great foundation. Yeah, that's okay. I don't think Dave's happy with just eight, nine wins. I think he wants to win the division. I think he's, you know, like he's got those, those goals too. I think we we're all in line there. I don't think there's any reason why we can't be frustrated that we're not to that point. Right? I just, I don't understand that mentality. Yeah. And let, let me ahead. add some color there. Right. Cause you made a good point. If Dave looks at his own record, do you think Dave looks at the three and five, three and five, slash eight and five, seven and six seasons as success? Or do you think he looks at the six and two, five and three, seven and three, and currently four and two, which hopefully could be six and two by the end of this, as his success? Like those are wildly different outcomes. The first ones, you barely squeak by to eight wins in a bowl. The other ones, you're going nine and four, nine and four, eight and four, and you're seven and three right now, with the opportunity to potentially get ten wins. Like he, his, there's two different eras in his data set that show what he's capable of, and if he gets to nine wins again this season, you know, yeah, we're gonna be disappointed. But nine wins, given all the injuries right now, is is really good, and it would tell you that. There is success around the corner, and he has at least elevated this program to where when you get eight wins, you're kind of like, man, that's a bad year. You get nine wins right now, you say, all right, he's reset the floor of this program with upside potentially going forward, right? I mean, the thing is, like, it doesn't go in a straight line typically. You typically waver, make a step change, waver, sometimes go back. Some, You know, there's just football is weird like that. But if he can get to nine and three this year, ten and three, then criticisms of Dave as a program manager should probably quiet down a lot. It's the fear right now that this team could easily end this season seven and five, and you say, "Oh my god, like we're just not getting over the hump." And I think it's it's weird that people say, like, you know, we want ten and two, we want ten and three, like ten and two is what we said going the season. That doesn't mean we expect it every single year. Sometimes, because of the roster management, injuries, whatever, you're going to have bad seasons. And state fans recognize that. I think it's wild that people don't say, well, we should be trying to win championships and put together teams that can win championships. And he's had three, at least three teams now that in theory could have done that. And two of those missed their chance. And... We can still get there if everything rolls in our favor in the next two games. But it's not a good position to be in. You know, but it should be noted that it's not over yet. If Wake loses the next two games and we win the next two games, we are in. You know, and I I just I don't want people to start settling, right? And that that's kind of where I came from this this clip here. And it was what, you know, should they be happy? They're okay. And then, you know, I would be happy being the second best team in the Atlantic every year. right? Or, you know, that puts you in contention for the division. That's one of the things we talked about as important for 
are you know key performance indexes? What what are your success metrics? That's pretty good, right? You're competing in that division if you are there. We've been there once in nine years. So the criticism criticism is valid, right? All those that people wanting more, like we're close to it, but we have not been the second best team, right? I keep hearing that. We've won the second most second most ACC games in two years. I get it. It's a weird arbitrary stat that doesn't necessarily quantify where the program is. One of the things that Chip mentioned at the end, I think it was Chip, said, Dave Dorn has done a great job. I don't disagree with that at all. My question would be, why isn't Dave Dorn mentioned with other jobs? Why isn't he recognized in that point? Why did he, you know, he should have gotten coach of the year last year, right? He doesn't get recognition there. Why isn't he on these lists for other jobs if he's done such a great job in there? Because I think there is valid criticisms of not being able to get over the hump or not being able to push past that Wake Forest barrier. Five of the last six, you lost to Wake Forest, right? That if if I'm a AD somewhere and I'm thinking like, yeah, this guy's done a bit. He's built a good foundation. He's done a good job. Now it depends on your perception of NC State, but I'm going to look at that and say, but you know, he hasn't put them in that position yet. He hasn't won that division. And I, I think it's, I think these are valid questions, man. I don't. And this is why we wanted to talk about it. I don't think there is a clear yes or no or right or wrong. I, I'm okay with I, I the people who are very pro Dave. I get it, right? He's done a lot of good here. We've always said that. You and I said the same thing. The people who are want to fire Dave. I get it. There's some valid question marks. The people who are right in the middle, like where I am, are frustrated. I, get, I think that's valid too. I'm not settling for seven, eight wins. If you can put me at eight, nine and in contention with the division and we might backdoor into it, it's still possible. Right? All these things are still out there. Then that's okay. Right. I just, I, I don't know. I, the, the bigger thing that stood out to me was the, the seven, eight wins. Like I, I don't want to be in that regards. I want to be the second best team in the division, but we've done that once in nine years. Is that more than the previous years? Yes. Is that part of, you know, scheduling and whatnot, sure, but just beat Wake Forest and you win, you know, then you're in there three of the last four years or something something like that. And I forgot the numbers are. Yeah. I, I would say this. Nope. Like, Dave clearly isn't satisfied with what's happened in the past. He would have right. had the same staff still. He would have done, recruited the exact same mentality he had over this past year. So I get, I think Dave wants to win more. I don't think Dave is settled. Dave is not, um, Bob Stoops or whatever his name is, uh, Mark Stoops, where he's happy to just get that seventh win auto, you know, auto contract extension. Like, I think Dave Dorn really wants to fucking win. And so it's weird that there's a part of the fan base that's like happy with doing decent, decently, when even like your head coach clearly is hungry to win more. But he's also very structured maybe too rigidly structured in how he wants to go about that 
you know, and I mean, we've got a vast difference between us and others and how we're recruiting right now. And maybe it's not going to matter because we're going to backfill with transfers and things like that. But, you know, there is some cause for some concern there. But I mean, the reality is, right, we have two games left on this season. Based on how both those programs are playing right now, you'd think they should be wins. But he hasn't beat Mac Brown since Mac Brown returned and all kinds of issues around every single game we've had with them. Like, I get it. This should be the year we beat them. And then you've got Syracuse, who he's owned. You know, like, if he finishes 9-3, and three, like, he kind of establishes, like, look, you guys gave me a staff I wanted. Look at, look at this. Now, I took a, a team with a quarterback who wasn't even good enough to play at the G5 level, and I got eight wins out of that guy or with, you know, with that guy, with, you know, Leary and a few of those. And now I got my dude, and yeah, we got screwed by some injuries, and we got screwed by some things out of our control in certain games. And we're 7-3. and three. Now we're 9-3 and three because we actually did our job. And he's either tied with Wake at that point, or, or not. But that's yeah. the expectation, is that you've been here nine years. Your program is on stable ground. You are getting financial investment from the university. We should expect you to be contending at this point. If you want to waver off of it a little bit, fine. But, you know, there were people like saying like, oh, it was going to be difficult to get six or seven wins this season looking at schedule for a season. And I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. You got a coach telling you this is a special team. And I will say it is special because with all the injuries, they should have collapsed. But they haven't. So the floor has been raised. So your expectations should also be raised with it, I guess, as a fan, is what I'm trying to say. Like, count me I, out. Like I you agree. Said, and count me out if it's bl- seven wins. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be anywhere in there. Like, eight wins. I get it. Things happen. Injuries, whatever. Even with injuries, this team is still pretty good. We've said all along the depth at every position has been really good. One of the things that Bud mentioned it's a disappointing losses to Miami and Mississippi State. And the fact that you have a lot of talent and you aren't seemingly scoring enough. You aren't utilizing that talent. And I think that is part of, that's where the frustration lies. Because like we've said all along, this team's really good. This team has a lot of talent. And then to lose those games, and I'm going to throw the Wake game in there because I, you know, I said like we're the better team than Wake Forest. To lose those games in that fashion that's where that's where people are frustrated and that seems to be the constant right it's yeah i i think it's just one of those things that you know you talk about getting over the hump and that's kind of it it's like playing how you played against louisville where you played really good you played a mostly clean game against miami or against wake those two road games right it seems to be road games and you know, big games. And that's where there's a clear disconnect, right? And that seems to be constant with his performance. One of the things I'm graphing right now is I'm pulling the data and it's like, how does Dave compare against teams with talent, with more talent than NC State, right? And using composite talent rankings to put this together. Because I I always have said, I think you win with either more talent or better schemes. And I think we are out-talenting the people that we are beating and then losing to people with more talent than us. But we're going to see. Blake in the chat made a good point. 
It says, I get where people draw up stats and say, look what he's done. My thing is relative to the opportunities and potential. I feel like he has fallen short on multiple fronts. And I agree. I think there are, we've seen multiple opportunities where you haven't been able to capitalize. Now, is that just bad luck, as some would say? Is that a fluke, as some would say? I, I don't know. But I think at some point, it becomes less of a coincidence and more of a pattern. Like, you're not going to do it all the time. You're not going to... NC State, we know, is not going to win the division every year. I think that's an unrealistic goal. But I think when you are slowly elevating the program, in nine years, you should have taken advantage of some of those opportunities. Yeah. Like, the... That's where I stand on that. The the 2018 Wake game, that's a fluke, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, just four or five things, like, went... Just... Completely fluky. Angeline dropping that touchdown pass. Fourth down conversion dropped by Riley. Why did we target him? <laughs> uh, you know, the pick play working perfectly for Wake. Just a couple one-on-one. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, that that game should not have ended the way it did. But anyways. I mean, the problem is in the past is everything was, it's always razor-thin margins with this team. And that's why going into this year, you thought you were going to turn those tides because... There was a stupid amount of talent and depth everywhere on this roster, except for offensive line. And so, the fact is, is the defense has weathered a lot of injuries and still done very well for the most part in some of these games. Like you can't expect to hold great great offenses to just like fourteen points; those days are gone. But you know, I mean, here's here's where we're going to be able to tell one way or the other. I think, I mean, like I think this is a massive litmus test going forward because, quite frankly, like. You've got to beat this Syracuse team. Like, there's just no excuses. They're very one-dimensional, and it, it is one-dimensional in your favor. And then you have got to win this UNC game because I don't care, like, that they're down right now. They can still strike and beat you, and they are destroying people on the recruiting trail because I have nothing else to point to other than NIL. Like, I don't know. I don't know very many, like, amazing recruits to say, like, Oh, you've gone seven, eight, and maybe only six wins this season? Sign me up. So, you better win. I don't care if Sam Howell is playing or not. Like, this, these, these two games are just very important to where Dave is as a coach. And I would, you know, from an athletic department standpoint, like, I guess I'd be, like, very watchful during these games. And, you know, I, I think... You gotta remember, like Boo, Boo hasn't hired Dave. He didn't hire Keats. You know, at some point, I think athletic directors like to make hires, and if they feel comfortable that hey, we keep giving you money, Dave, and you keep getting better every time we give you money, then maybe they'll keep giving him money, and maybe we'll keep getting better. But if he loses these games, or if he goes eight and four, maybe he beats Syracuse but loses at UNC, gonna be some tough conversations. I think that are gonna happen at that point. Yeah, on the recruiting thing, I was pulling up some numbers, like I said, and uh, the of the top 30, essentially, and we are at 50, 51, depending on whether you find this, on the 24-7 composite rankings for recruiting this year. But in the top 30, I put a mark, mark these teams that I feel like are outliers. Missouri is 14th. Kentucky is 16th. Kentucky, who's... Happy with seven wins. Who Bud just said, "Hey, we're a better program than Kentucky." 
Arkansas is 19th, Georgia Tech's 22nd, Iowa State's 24th, Rutgers 25th, Boston College 26th, Indiana was also in that question, is 27th. Now, it's early, I get it, transfer portal, all those things come into play, but this is an early indication of what you were just talking about with, hey, NIL is important. If you want to start getting it, you need to start getting in some of the higher-rated players because talent matters. There's certain folks out there who believe players make plays, and that's it. Right? Coaching doesn't doesn't matter, and I'm using that air quotes because I know it's not an extreme like that. But if players make plays, then get better players, right? I don't think it's that complicated to figure out. And I don't know. I think we need to... I, I don't think most people want to fire Dave. I just, I don't. I think the extremists, there's extremists on both sides. I think the majority of the people are in the middle where they want him to succeed. I think everybody likes him. There's nothing out there that rubs you the wrong way, really, unless you think he's boring. Again, that's an extremist. He's doing a lot of things right, but can you break past where you've gotten us? Have you shown us that you can get us past where you've gotten us? To me, I don't think it's, I don't think it's all on Dave. I think it's Dave is reliant on his staff, and as his staff's improves, his teams have improved. So does he does he keep improving his staff? I don't think I don't think we lose these last two games. I think we get him at home. I think the Carolina game will be tough because they can score, and you know we've seen what happens and we get in a shootout. But you know we're better than Cuse. Their one thing they do is plays into our strength, which is rush defense. So if you lose these last two games or you lose one of these last two games, I think you have a lot of disappointed fans. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing is, I mean, the only thing I could say about recruiting rankings is, I mean, we seem to be taking a smaller class. I don't know how that ranks up against everyone else. So you kind of want to see the average rating um, and see how that ranks. But, at least on 24-7, I can't like easily sort that. I'm not going to go through the exercise of doing it. But in the ACC, at least, which is what we judge things by. So here's a here's a good point, and it's on this. Uh, Sam who just said it in the chat. Dave's best class ever, as far as I can tell, was NC State's second best ever. If I or yeah, if I'm reading that right, 26th. I believe that was 2018 class with Bam. That class was fifth in the ACC. We want to be an ACC championship contenders when the best class we've ever had is barely in the top third of the conference. Can we talk about recruiting solutions outside of firing a head coach? Yeah, exactly. And I think that is where your staff comes into play. Right? If that's where NIL comes into play, I think that's where the athletic department comes into play. And we've talked about the complacency that surrounds state athletics. I think you need to elevate that. I don't, I, I think if, Dave improves his staff and Dave improves, you know, Dave has a vision that the athletic department buys into and people are helping with NIL. You see, it's important. I guarantee Kansas picks up recruits because of the NIL deal that fullback who caught the extra point got or a two point conversion got with Applebee's, right? It's a small thing, but it's important, right? These things play on top of each other. And another point is Sam made it. Have y'all noticed that Dave's seasons align perfectly with his recruiting rankings? Probably coincidental, but Dave Dorn averages seventh class, seventh best class in ACC, and then goes and does about 
average in the ACC. We're recruiting solutions that don't involve firing coach. Is that possible? Do we have a branding, branding investment issue? Yes, I think branding and investment issues and probably too long to get into on this podcast, but it's a good topic that we should get into maybe postseason. And we've got some guests that we want to line up for that. I think one of the things that they said in the cover three question again is, you know, you relied on a generational quarterback. And that's what you needed to get to 10 wins. And I just, I disagree with that statement so much. Because while he was a generational quarterback, yes, and he did get us to that point, that team did not have the balance and depth that this team does or some of other Dave's other teams. And we are a squib kick away, a missed field goal away from being, you know, getting that that extra 10-win season, from being in that next that next level, so to speak. So I don't think it's necessarily you need a generational quarterback. I think Dave's got this foundation going. I just think there is, yeah, drop pass against Miami away. Yeah, all of these things, I think there is a constant, I don't know, that is being elevated that we are, we, everybody can see, and that's why we get so frustrated because you are so close to having that breakthrough that everybody wants, where you are consistently the second best team in ACC. And then the last point, what Chip very well very well says, is getting out scrapped by Wake Forest. Wake Forest, right? And then you, you claim to be a hand-in-the-dirt tough team, and you get out scrapped by Wake Forest. You give up 14 penalties. You make silly mistakes. Do you- I, those things just don't sit well with a lot of people. And I understand that frustration. I mean, right? Part of those penalties, I mean, some of those penalties are because sometimes, I mean, look, Dave's had a, like a, an extremely undisciplined team the last couple of years. Yeah. And especially in those situations. Especially in those situations. But in general, it's been a lot of defensive issues. And part of it, I think, is like they're just extremely aggressive. It's clear we, you know, I'd be curious to see like what the um, after NC State record is this season. Because of just how physical it seems like our defense is, it reminds me of how Clemson, you know, kind of beats you up so much in that in that game that it usually costs you the next one. I'd be curious to see if we mm-hmm. have any effect like that this year with us. Um, Good question. But it's also the stuff on like the offensive line, like the discipline there has been like just so weird. Um, I don't know, man. It, it's. I guess like in nine years, like I, I just thought last year was just an aberration because it was like, okay, we're going to be super aggressive to make up for Bailey Hockman. I thought literally was like what the message was to the team was like, you guys have to play out of your fucking minds every week to make up for this guy. And yeah. then this week or this year, like we keep seeing it in critical, critical games. And I don't know, but it, I would say like this season also comes back to letting your run back, running back throw a pass against Mississippi State. That completely deflated the team. You know, like certain yeah. certain offensive play calls have been mind blowing, personnel groupings, things like that, where it's just like, are you trying to win this game or are you trying to keep some players happy? You know? It's weird that Dave Doran said going into the Mississippi State game or coming out of it, oh, we had a lot of guys upset about their snap counts and like that's not the way we're you know. We had to have a conversation yeah. with our guys about having a team first mentality. I'm like, hold on a second. 
How did how did that even happen? And also, were the players wrong? You know, maybe they too also sense it's weird when their best players aren't getting the ball and you're doing some dumb stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I just kind of come back to it. It's like state needs to perform at a high level in all phases, and that includes coaching. And I think this year it's just maybe maybe the staff just can't handle the pressure of these situations because it's been huge games where they've come out and just looked wrong. Mississippi State, Miami, and Wake. Each of those were going to be statement games that you should have won, and they yep. didn't. Yep. It's a good place to leave it. Uh, we just wanted to talk about that clip. I thought it was important. It's very much the center of the NC State conversation this week. Don't settle for seven wins. Please don't ever get your mentality there. That that's okay. You know, it may be if, if in case 2019 happens all over again, maybe you can you can get there. But that should not be okay. Right? It should always be the exception to the rule. And we just want to see that next that next thing. I think again the take is you can be frustrated. I think State has built such a good program and has got depth and all these things you need to get to the next point. We just want to get to the next point. And I don't think any of us mean it's you gotta fire somebody, you gotta do this. I just there just needs to be conversations had that get people you know, pushing to the next level and understand that it's okay to be frustrated and it's, you know, it's okay to want to win the division. Like, I th- I think we should focus on that. Like, win the division. Don't just, don't rely on, doesn't have to rely on luck, right? You're good enough. You've built it. If you've built a good enough program, if you, you know, your coaching staff is good, your players are good, you don't have to rely on luck. You have to be prepared and win. So yeah. that's where I want to leave that. As always, thanks for listening. We'll be back later. Probably post Syracuse at some point. And go pack. Go pack.